Hey, it's Ryan Doyle from TDR's Guaranteed Money. In this episode, we teach you how to bet NFL win totals the proper way and give you three NFL moneymakers that need to be on your betting board this season. That and more is Guaranteed Money Gets Rolling. And welcome to Guaranteed Money. I am Ryan Doyle. All views in the Guaranteed Money podcast and the guests on this podcast are purely opinion. You should not treat any opinions expressed by us or our guests as investment advice. And the views in this podcast are solely intended to be informational and are not investment advice here to provide uh, a part of the education. That's what we're all about here. How teach you how to make money, educate you how to make money in the world of sports wagering. Millennial entrepreneur Anthony Verrill is here. Nice to see you again, sir. I've missed you. Yeah, how's it going? It's been, uh, it's been a while. It's like this is now part of my weekly... Uh... My weekly routine, and I think we've been what, like week and a half off. Um, yeah, it's I was been about the, a week and a half. Two weeks. It was like I was on the road, you were on the road, and it's uh, it's good to be back. It is good to be back, and it's also good to have football back on the menu. And of course, the season hasn't yeah. officially kicked off yet, but I think a lot of people are talking about it. So in this podcast, what are we going to break down for you? Uh, you're going to get all of the secret sauce, all of the stuff that goes on in the kitchen when uh, the two of us are preparing to bet on team win totals it's a very popular bet and it's pretty straightforward stuff right you're just betting on how many games you think a team's going to win during the course of the season you don't even have to pick the exact total uh anthony the bookies set it for you i know there are certain shops out there if you look around uh, where you can set the total yourself you're going to pay a lot of juice on that i recommend highly against it go with what the set number is Uh, but i think this is what a lot of people are buzzing about right now so i'm glad we're talking about it yeah, I mean, I think it's sexy. Um, I mean, football's back. Once football comes back, everybody starts to really actually get excited about wagering. Um, obviously, I know that we've been talking about baseball, golf, uh, soccer. Um, well, I mean, those are obviously mainstream major sports. Um, there's nothing better. I, I, I don't bet. I, I don't get active on wagering until football. Um, yeah. Once football rolls around, I'm wagering every Saturday, every Sunday, um, playing fantasy. I'm fully like immersed in it. I know exactly what the fuck's going on. Um, and then basketball comes, uh, very quickly. And I mean, last, last year I was very active in the NBA playoffs, but I mean, I'm pumped to get, to get football back up and running again, especially since the dolphins are, uh, looking like they could be a uh, decent team this year. Oh, Jesus. Uh, as I said earlier, I said decent, all views on the guaranteed the money podcast. <laughs> Is this where I read the disclaimer again? <laughs> oh yeah, man. Let's just dolphins. have a disclaimer on top of that. Uh, uh, all right, so we're going to have three totals for you. I'm going to I'm going to give you three team totals that I'm looking at to go over or under the total set by the bookmaker. We'll have that for you. I also want you to drop comments. Let us know which team you're eyeing, which team you think is going to have a breakaway season and go over their win total, and which team you think might stay way under. It might be one of the worst teams in football. I think I've got one for you a little later on, but drop us a comment below. We'd love to interact with you on that platform as well. Uh, the first thing I look at when it comes to season win totals, I think there's a lot of vital information when, when I sit down and I dissect a lot of this, Anthony. Uh, I look yeah. just not at how many uh, teams, how many games a team has won or lost. I think it's hypercritical, hypercritical to look at what those wins and losses looked like. So if you're going to do this properly, like don't half-ass this. If you're going to do it properly, I comb over things like how well the team was playing, were the losses close, meaning games that could have gone either way right down to the wire. I think one-score records where, you you, you know, when you talk about uh, a team that might have had a lot of close losses mean a lot more than just looking at, oh, they were 7-10 seven and, seven and ten last year, uh, so clearly yeah. they're not great. I, I think that we make a mistake by overhyping the record and not digging underneath the surface of that record. Oh, completely. I think you've got to take that into account, Ab- absolutely, because, I mean... There, there, there were teams, I forget who it was last year, but I think there were 
it was one team that won two overtimes with like two missed field goals. Um, and then those, those W's to me, I mean, they, they just don't really account for much. Um, I look at that and then I also look at strength of schedule. Um, I mean, in, in the NFL, it's, it, it, it all that matters is where you're playing, where you're playing, what the weather's like, what the crowd's like. And I mean, it's for some teams this season, it's going to be real tough. Yeah, I think it will be. And, you know, when you were away, I talked a little bit about one of those teams that was on the bad end of a lot of beats, and that was the Detroit Lions. They were also a team, yeah. and you, you've got to look at this, uh, that suffered a lot of bad injury luck. And you've got to look at that as well, right? Which players were out in critical losses? Were there cluster injuries? And by that, I mean positional injuries. So let's say you lost a core of your running backs or a core of your wide receivers to injury or your your entire secondary was decimated in the case of the Lions. Those are things that factor in. It's one thing to lose, but if you lost because a, a lot of players weren't playing or a quarterback was out for a good period of time, I can't look at those teams and say to myself, well, they were really bad. No, they were really bad in a snapshot in time that, you know, you don't discount it totally, but you have to put that asterisk on it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's I mean, I don't want to say football is a lot of luck, but football is a lot of how healthy are you? I mean, you you saw it last year. I mean, uh, Jonathan Taylor was I mean, he had a historical year. He had a massive year and then two O linemen, I think, went down for two weeks and his numbers regressed. Their momentum regressed. I mean, you lose your you lose your your, your your key defensive end, you lose your quarterback, you lose multiple people, and just get decimated by injuries. I mean, you're 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 in a lot of trouble. I mean, the Buccaneers last year, for instance, could not stay healthy. You could argue that if they had Godwin, they had Evans, and they had a couple other injuries um, that were on the roster, and they were healthy, they could have went all the way, and Tom could be Tom could have went out on top. Um, do I think it would have happened? No, but do I think it, they had a damn good chance of it happening? Yeah. And I mean, football's football's tough. It's physical. I mean, guys get hurt every day. And I mean, even at the end of the season, it's how, how little are you hurt? It's not, are you healthy? Um, so, I mean, it's a, it, it, it's a rough game. And I think it, a lot of the success of these teams is predicated on things that they can't control, um, like their health and injuries. And you know what's so funny about that? So many people, and you know, there are a lot of tipsters out there, and I'm not going to discredit or be pejorative towards anybody, but there are a lot of people out there that will give you information strictly just based on those win-loss records from last year. And, and I'm sorry, yeah. folks, if that's the way you're betting, it's the wrong way to do things. You've got to do the homework. You've got to go deeper. The information is out there, and I think when it comes to injuries, everything that Anthony said is spot on. When you're going into a new season, I work on the assumption that every team's injury luck, let's call it, is actually going to regress back towards the average. So you're not yeah. going to have those extremes every single year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I mean, am I balling one of these totals that you have on there? And I, I'm really hoping one of them hits, even though I don't want to bet against the guy. Um, but, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see. But, I mean, yeah, it's, it's fa fantasy is another thing. I mean, fantasy football, it's, it's, it takes that to another, another degree. It's whoever, gets, whoever hits the least injuries um, usually wins. It's what I did last yeah. year. My team stayed healthy, and I won. I won three out of my five championships um, last year. And these are not small stakes he's playing for, folks. This is not the peanut league that Anthony's involved in. I know. <laughs> I can tell. Uh, no, the other thing, uh, I think, de the decent stakes. The other thing that I think bothers me a lot, and this is you know this is why we're here to to educate. When you're sitting down and you map out, and this is what I do. So let me tell you, 
I have the entire sheet and I've got a computer screen, two computer screens in front of me, but all the sheets, I like to do the paper as well of wins and losses. And I, I go down and I break down team schedules. I've got them all in front of me. And then I really do that deep dive. You've really got to do that sit down, deep dive. Look at, as we discussed injuries from last year, what, how close were the losses? What teams were just unlucky at the end of games? Those are the type of things you've got to include. And some of the other touts out there will talk a lot about the draft, right? We get so fucking excited about the draft and then enter yeah. it into our handicapping of teams immediately. If I'm going to say this, I'm going to put this on the record. You can, you can come at me on it if you disagree. If you are handicapping a team based on a pick that they picked in the draft outside of the top three players, outside of the top three players, you are wrong. you're doing it wrong. Because I've, here, yeah. I've, I've sat through so many drafts where I see guys who get C grades and C minus grades that have made the Pro Bowl and conversely seen A grades in the first round of the draft go nowhere and become big busts. If you're using that as a metric to gauge a win total, you're doing it absolutely wrong. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I would argue that even if it's those top three picks, I mean, I'm only betting if it's a quarterback. I'm only taking it into consideration if it's a quarterback. I mean, if it's a quarterback or, I mean, I don't even want to say... Yeah, I don't even want to say if it's like a high impact defensive end or if it's a left tackle. Um, those guys, as integral as they are and as a cornerstone of the franchise as they become, they're not really going to win you games. They're going to help you not lose, um, if that makes sense. I mean, I'm only handicapping it unless you've got like Justin Herbert, um, who hasn't actually wasn't even a top three pick, uh, but he probably is the best, uh, the best fundamentally sound quarterback out of that class. Um, but yeah, but they, I, I'm not. Yeah. And I think there's still, you just going, proved my point though. You yeah, just proved my yeah, point, yeah. right? You know, outside of that top three, look at them and you know, you might get some surprises lower down, but don't hedge your, don't, don't wager your entire season or a win loss total, uh, based on a flashy pick that some guy in a suit sitting in Vegas thought was a good idea no. at the time and gave an A grade to, I just don't buy it. No. But what is important to me when I'm doing these, these win loss totals is free agency. I put a hell yeah. of a lot of weight in free agency because these are players that we know. These aren't the unknowns. These are the knowns. These are guys with NFL statistics. These are guys that have made the transition from boys to men. And when you look at those personnel changes, I look at real game-changing pieces that have been added. Uh, some of the quiet upgrades, Anthony, when you talk about positions that aren't sexy, you talk about linemen. I think you look at the, the big guys in the middle, that equals quarterback protection. So teams that are making yeah. those those quiet moves to upgrade in, in areas that don't make headlines, that's really what you've got to start looking at when you talk about those totals because sometimes those are the game changers. Those pivot you from an unlucky team to a lucky team. Yeah, and I mean, the fact of the matter is if you don't have an O-line in the NFL, you don't win. Like, it's 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 proven. Like, you, if you do not have an O-line in the NFL, you are in a lot of trouble. Um, granted, I think is Burrow got sacked a, a ton last year. He got whacked. Um, yeah, and I mean, you could argue that, yes, they didn't have an O-line, but they still made it to the Super Bowl. I mean, they also were an outlier, um, all, things, were, all, all, all things considered. Yeah, I mean, with the Bengals, you, you know, you've got a, obviously a, a quarterback who was able to play through a lot of injury, who was able to play yeah, through yeah. a lot of pain, who had had experience uh, with injury the year prior. So... You know, you you look at all of these things and you put them into your formula and then you get to what you mentioned earlier, which is the schedule for the season. You have to look at where where team strengths lie. 
uh, what the division looks like. You know, it's more important than many people think when it comes to analyzing win totals. They're going to be playing each other in divisional races twice during yeah. the season. Keep that in mind. And that factors into one of my handicaps below. We're going to talk about it in a few minutes. We're going to give you three picks today on NFL future win totals. And one of them, this is a big factor in it. This is a team that already looks weak and wounded going into the season, and they've got some big boys in their division that they're going to play. You know, you think about it. Six games, significant percentage of the regular season. What's that? About 37%. You clearly have to think about the chances a team has because in their division. Because if, if they're not going to beat two of the teams in their division at all, that's four losses. That's four oh, O's yeah. a team's taking. You have to put that in your handicap. Yeah, I mean, and I don't want to be a homer going back to the Dolphins, but I mean, look at the first four games of their, of their schedule. Home against New England. I think it's at, yeah, home against New England, at uh, Baltimore, home against Buffalo, at Cincinnati. Like, it's as not good as the Dolphins. No, I mean, as good as the Dolphins could be this season, two and two there is a win. I realistically think it might be one and three, um, all things considered. And I mean, I don't even know if that's if you can get mad at that. I mean, those are four playoff teams that they're that 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 they're facing in the first four games of the season. Arguably, two of the best quarterbacks, two two top five. That's uh, two top five quarterbacks and probably three top eight quarterbacks in the league if you look at lamar allen and joe burrow yeah i mean yeah. it's it's that, that, that that's going to be a gauntlet um to start the year and figure things out um without any cupcakes whatsoever well and then the, that's exactly it you've obviously got to look and a lot of people don't factor this in yes they they talk about strength of schedule but you also have to look at structure of schedule so i look at things yeah, yeah. like traveling who which teams play at home who play who do they play on the road um, yeah. What are we looking at when it comes to teams like, you know, Buffalo, for example? They've got a lot of primetime games. Where does that position them in the entire win-loss total uh, dynamic? Uh, you know, is a team going to have a lot of rest? Are they playing well-rested teams or are they playing teams that are coming off of short weeks? Again, folks, this is not rocket science, but you would be stunned by how many people miss this shit when they're when they're trying to decide who to bet on for their season. And, the, the you know, the, the thing that irritates me the most about this is the information's out there. But once the season starts, win-loss totals go off the board for the most part. I mean, there are some shops that offer them while you go, but imagine making a pretty significant bet at the beginning of the season and then watching it go down the drain because you didn't do your handicapping right and your team loses four straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that'd be a hard pill to swallow. And I mean, one thing that I'd be looking for also is Thursday night games. Um, I mean, I think Thursday night games are the worst product in in football. Um, They're usually trash games. They usually don't go the way you think they're going to go. Um, and I mean, I'm, I, I don't even think they should really have them on the schedule at this point, but I mean, that's definitely a factor that I would put into my, uh, I like Thursday night. And, I, yeah, I'd have football every I, night of no, the no, week no. if I could have it. I like them, but they're not usually competitive games. I mean, I don't think you get the a plus product of the, of that team on that week football. I mean, football is hard. Two days rest makes a difference. If you're playing last Sunday versus going on Thursday versus going on Sunday, um, of the following week, that makes a very big difference. Um, and I mean, there I, I don't bet on those games uh, whatsoever. I've gotten torched historically on those uh, on those Thursday. You night should games. be playing the unders. Then we're gonna have to take a look next next show on yeah. what the under record looks like on Thursday night football because I'd be interested to see that based on what your analysis is just there. Because you know, based on what you're saying, more tired teams, a little less rested. 
for the most part, obviously not every team is yeah. coming in off a, you know, a short week, but we've got buys and whatnot. The other, the other thing very quickly that I'll mention before we get to picks and before we get to something I, I really think is worth addressing while we're having this conversation, which is double digit win totals. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, but the public perception of teams, that's a big factor because the public yeah. perception can significantly impact the odds and the lines. And I'm going to stress this to you. If you're making bets, if you're making bets on the NFL season, bookmakers will set a line higher than it should be. If they're confident, the public will bet that team over the win total. It's almost like yeah. the, the the bookmaker is baiting the hook, doing a little fishing, trying to reel you in, and most of the time it works. So look at teams that have a lot of media coverage. Uh, look at popular teams like the Cowboys, the Steelers, the Packers, the and Cowboys. be a little right, be a little bit more critical yeah. uh, because there's always bets out there, and you know the, the Cowboys are historically set as a ten and a half win team, and yeah. they don't they don't they don't rise to that threshold as much as you'd think they would. No, I think the Cowboys, I mean, the Cow- this is probably just the Cowboys to me are the Miami Hurricanes of the NFL. Um, they've got high expectations. They've got a ton of media coverage. Everyone thinks that they're going to be good that year. And then come week seven, it's like, all right, well, these guys suck again. Like, thanks for thanks for just thanks for nothing. Um, they absolutely are like, I, I don't think they could be a, that, that you could be, do a better analogy than that. The, the, the Cowboys literally are the Miami Hurricanes. Um, a lot of hype as far as expect as far as expectations go as far as hype goes as far as national all sizzle no coverage steak. goes yeah people see the star on the helmet people think dallas and they still think that it's troy aikman and emmett smith um and dion uh running the show but it's it's very very far from that and granted they were injured a little banged up a little bit last year but it was very underwhelming um their performances the last like i think three years um running for the cowboys yeah so again be very wary of publicly perceived teams teams that the public really favors that the media really talks about those numbers are already artificially inflated be very careful do your research do your deep dive i did mention the question of is there any value in double digit win totals meaning any teams that are listed at 10 10 and a half and above wins for the regular season uh, eight teams are listed this year to expected to win more than 10 games uh, since 1990 there have been about five and a half teams with double digit win totals per season in the first year of the 17-game schedule, eight teams were listed with a double-digit win total. So we're seeing the same here. This year, you've got uh, Tampa, Buffalo. So Tampa's listed 11.5, Buffalo at 11.5, the Rams at 10.5, Chargers at 10.5, Kansas City at 10.5, Green Bay at 10.5, Denver at 10.5, and how about them Cowboys? Double-digit win total. Are they? Again, at 10.5, yeah. Yeah, so since that 1990... surprises me. But again, what did we just talk about, right? It, it's baked into the number. So if you're thinking to yourself, I'm surprised by that, maybe you need to take a look at why the Cowboys will fall short of, of 10 win, uh, 11 wins this season. I'm, I'm probably going to take the under on that, on the Cowboys. Because of everything we just talked about, right? I mean, a lot of that fits now into the into the system. Yeah, I mean, unless Zeke comes back and just looks like he did three years ago which i don't think he's going to he sucked last year i think pollard probably vultures more more carries from him this season um again i mean i don't really trust dak they've got no outside i'm betting against i'm i'm gonna go bet against that actually today um and and put a wager in there for the cowboys to be under 10 and a half uh, let me let me all let me also put this on the table since 1990 only 70 of the 176 teams with double-digit win totals over the past 32 years have exceeded that number. 70 
of 176. What is that? 42.2%. Yeah, it's have, less than, way less than half. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, way less than half. So there's been 56 teams with a win total of 11 or more since 1990, which averages out to be about 1.8 teams per season. And when you look at it, those 56 teams are 28, 25, and 3. So just barely over the 50% mark. So when you look at it, you know, that's why I also tend to shy away from the heavily inflated teams. Like I'm a Buffalo Bills fan, for example. That yeah. 10 and a half, 11, 11 win uh, number scares me. I, I don't like it. I don't like it for a number of reasons because, you know, you've got teams later on in the season that may rest players. The number is high to achieve. It holds a very high benchmark given the numbers and statistics we just provided you. So I tend to to shy away from 10 and a half win teams in general. It's my rule of thumb. doesn't have to be your rule of thumb. But if I'm going to play the, the, the teams over, I'm certainly not looking anywhere there. Anthony, you find some value in the under. That's a different story completely. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, looking at... I mean, looking at the Cowboys schedule, the Cowboys schedule is not a uh, it's not a cakewalk um, at all. I mean, luckily, they get to play the Jags, the Bears, Eagles, who I think they're better than the Giants. Um, I would say I mean, I, I actually I think Buffalo, I, I, I think the teams I'd probably take Buffalo to to to, to hit that over um, at ten and a half. But I, I agree with you. Eleven wins in the NFL is hard. Like eleven wins in the NFL is very hard, and given all we just talked about, I, I you know I couldn't in good conscience recommend that to anybody because I think oh no, is, no 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 no, you know no, no, it no, becomes no. too much of a too much of a risk play. You don't want to again. That's my perspective. I look at it a little differently. I'm just trying to check the the Cowboys' latest line here for you. Yeah, it's still at ten and a half, so you can get under ten and a half at minus one fifty, uh, over okay. ten and a half at plus one hundred five. So you're paying a little juice on that, but I wanted to make sure we had the most accurate numbers for people. Uh, okay. Shall we get into the picks as to where I'm leaning? Yeah, let's get into that. Which one's the most interesting to you on the table right now that I that I've that I've highlighted? Uh, probably Baltimore. Baltimore. Okay, good. Let's go with um, Baltimore first. Then I would I'll definitely work have to say, up. definitely have to say Baltimore. I think that Lamar's got a ton of expectation going into this season. I'd definitely love to hear your take on this. So I'm glad you said this because I'm I'm going to do one thing right now because I just I just told you. That my caveat is I don't typically bet over ten and a half win teams, yeah. Except for the Baltimore Ravens this season, uh, folks. The, the the Baltimore Ravens suffered the worst injury luck. So go back to the formula we talked about off the top. They suffered the worst injury luck in 2022 uh, by a wide margin. It's it's not even close, by the way. Uh, it gives you a nice opportunity here to buy low. I think that you're going to have uh, double digit wins when it comes to the Baltimore Ravens. I, I'm not yeah. going to say that trading away Marquise Brown doesn't hurt the offensive line. It, uh, the offense, it uh, does. Uh, but when you look at uh, Rashad Bateman, Mark Andrews, I think they're going to be more than, not, more than enough of a run-heavy team like like Harbaugh likes to do. Dobbins uh, Bar- is back. Baltimore's also going to... Dobbins is back. Gus Edwards is back. They both missed time last season due to injury. I think they ex- go back to an extreme heavy brand of run football. Uh, defensively, you've got uh, Marcus Williams, who signed to a five-year, $70 million deal. Uh, they did do some work in the draft, but again, I negate that completely. There's a lot of talent up and down this roster. It's a well-coached team, a savvy team. And when you look at their strength of schedule, the Ravens Dude. have the 10th best strength of schedule throughout the league. This is this is almost, again, I'm not a guy who bets over 10 and a half a lot. This is one that I'm sinking some cash into because I can't look away from it. It keeps popping up at me on the screen every single time I see it. I mean, their schedule is garbage. Their schedule is like, hot garbage. This, this schedule is like... The Jets, like, obviously, the like, Dolphins, I, I, no disrespect. 
Oh, come on. The Dolphins are, I mean, the, 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 the Dolphins are a top tier team on the schedule. I mean, they yeah, play they really the Jets, are. the Jets, the Giants, the Browns, the Saints, the Jags, the Panthers, um, the Falcons, yep. the Steelers again. Yeah. The Browns. Steelers yeah. The twice. Schedule's, yeah. The schedule is trash. Yeah. I mean, this you is the a, steel, you, listen, here, yeah. here's the, here, just listen to me for a second on this one. They play the Steelers twice. They're going to beat the Steelers twice. They play yeah. the Browns twice. The, you know, one's going to be should. late in the season, so we'll see where Deshaun is and, and whatnot. But I still tend to think that you've got two wins there against the Browns. Uh, they're going to beat the New York Jets. They're at five wins already. They're at they're five the wins Giants. already. They're good. Well, I've got something on the Giants. Give me a second on that one. Uh, but I do think they'll be very competitive. They'll beat Jacksonville. That's six. They beat Carolina. That's seven. They beat Atlanta. That's eight. Now you only need three more wins on that schedule, and I think that's doable. Yeah, I mean, I think New Orleans um, as well. I, I wouldn't put too much, even though it is a home game um, in New Orleans and they play well at home. I mean, I don't, I'm not putting much into that team uh, this year. Well, I would, we'll see about the Saints, but I think that'll be competitive. I do think Baltimore ultimately wins that game. Second yeah. team, and I've just mentioned them. Folks, this is going to be the worst team in football. The, yeah. I would be stunned. The number is four and a half wins on the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> I would be stunned if the Atlanta Falcons won three of these games this season. Uh, they needed a ton of luck. You want to talk about luck? They needed a ton of luck to go seven and ten. They were seven and two last year in one score games and ranked third in adjusted games lost due to injury. So when you look at that, they they shouldn't have been anywhere close to where they were. And you'd think what we talked about earlier, that they were going to regress in terms of one-score games and injury luck in 2022 in the upcoming season. Uh, yeah. They only went 7-10, and 10 and they were deemed to be lucky. I mean, think about that for a second. They don't have Calvin Ridley. They're making a transition from Matt Ryan to Marcus Mariota or Desmond Ritter under center. I think yeah. this is going to be the worst team. I think this is going to be the worst team in football. And, yeah. you know, four and a half doesn't scare me. No, I mean, if you're even talking about starting Marcus Mariota... Um... Yeah. Or or Desmond Ritter, I would start like, Desmond Ritter over him. I would start Desmond Ritter over him and just put the kid in the fire. I mean, Mariota proved he's not. He just he, he doesn't have it. I mean, it's hard to be an NFL quarterback. He doesn't have the talent. Um, he was good in college. He was decent for maybe one or two seasons in Tennessee, but I mean, he's not he's not an NFL caliber quarterback. He's not. He's not. And no. you know, I, I listen. I don't love throwing kids in the fire. To me, that's that's unfortunate, especially when you talk about Tampa, uh, Falcon, the Falcons and who they play. Uh, they play Tampa twice, right? We talked yeah. about this, divisional opponents, how important it is. Uh, they play the Saints team twice, and the Saints are healthier. I think the Saints are going to beat the, the living hell out of the Falcons. Uh, they play the Rams. They play the Bengals. They play the Chargers. They play the Ravens. I, I don't see where wins come very easy to the Atlanta Falcons on their schedule. No, I, I don't think there's an easy win on here. Um, the only thing Maybe that in Seattle week three. Yeah, I would say, uh, I mean, the 12th man is still a tough place to play, and I would give that a lot of credit, ju judging by how bad the Falcons um, potentially could be. But, I mean, playing at home against, actually, no. I mean, I would take Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt with whoever quarterback you put back there um, against that Falcons defense. Yeah, I mean, they, that, that might be the easiest game, um, the Seahawks. Just but here we are using right now. 
using what we talked about earlier, right? Sort of the stuff that gets made in the kitchen, the backroom stuff that nobody tells you about the way way to bet these things. I mean, it becomes more and more obvious the more we talk about it, the Atlanta Falcons are just going to be a bad football team. So four and a half, getting them to five wins is is almost free money to me. And this one's going to shock you, and you're going to hate this. And I know, Anthony, you're going to hate this because I know you well by now. The line is... The line is six and a half at this point uh, when it comes to the New York Giants. And I think the Giants, moving away from head coach Joe Judge, going to Brian Dable, who I know very well, who I I say was a lot responsible for Josh Allen and what he did in Buffalo. Uh, You know, he's going to be working with Daniel Jones. We'll see what he can do there. I will put some money into the New York Giants to at least win seven games. I think they're probably going to have about a seven or eight win season. They've got the second easiest schedule in football. Average injury when it, average injury luck when it comes to uh, that analysis and breakdown. And when you look at it, they play teams like Tennessee and Carolina and you know Chicago, uh, Houston. They play Detroit once. They play the Commanders twice. You know, I think the Commanders are two wins for the Giants uh, this season. The, com- the Commanders were decent last year. You like Carson I mean, Wentz they were that gr- much? They were gritty and they were they were winning games. I mean, I just wouldn't count them out as like a cupcake if you're. T- I mean, the, the Giants were awful last year. The Giants were awful that last year. Yeah. But again, remember what I said about personnel. They've made some personnel upgrades. Yeah. I consider a head coach personnel upgrade one of one of the big factors in all of this. Oh yeah. Brian yeah. Dable knows how to ball, and he is going to change the culture of the New York Giants. Uh, you know, even if they can split division wins against Philadelphia and Dallas. I do think they take the Commanders both games. You know, you've got four wins right there on the table. So now you're looking for other wins. Okay, I think they're pretty competitive against Carolina. So there's five wins. I think they're going to be pretty competitive against Jacksonville. There's six wins. Now you're arguing they're going to beat Houston. That's seven wins. Bingo, I'm at the number already. And then you just have to argue about where they go from there. So I see the Giants being one of those kind of sleeper teams in the NFL based on the formula and recipe we gave you earlier (laughs) on. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I don't hate the pick. I, oh. I, I don't hate the pick. I just have a little bit of PTSD last year from having Saquon on my That's fantasy true. team. Um, he blew up everybody's fantasy team that he was on. Um, and it's, uh, yeah. I mean, I feel like his performance is a metric of success for the Giants. Um, but, like, I, I agree with you. I think Dayball's a great hire. I think the head coach really does matter. Um, and we'll see. I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't hate the pick. I think they could win seven games. Right. So just to just to recap all of these, Baltimore Ravens total wins over ten and a half. New York Giants over six and a half. And the Falcons, hell, if a book will give you if a book will give you money on the Falcons only winning three games this season, take it. Lap yeah. it up like a cat with milk because I think it's going all all the way. But I think if you can get four and a half, uh, take the under. I, I think that's a no brainer, an easy pick. And remember, I'm the guy last year who rode the Jacksonville Jaguars into the ground. I bet against them yeah. on any win totals. I bet them in, you know, you look at uh, divisional matchups, how many games they're going to win in the division, and that stuff will break down in future podcasts. Uh, I just had a, I had a, a windfall with the Jacksonville yeah. Jag- uh, Jaguars and fading them last season. So I think some, uh, some good value there. If you've got a comment, leave one. If you've got a team you're looking at and a win total you're looking at, uh, please leave one for us. We'd love to hear from you uh, in our comments and love to interact with you on that. Is there any other team you're looking at or did, did I do a good enough job convincing you? Because now we've got four no, players I mean, I think, on the board with your Cowboys one. Yeah, I mean, I think you did great. I mean, I, I think the only one that I'm looking at, obviously, is the Dolphins. Um, over eight and a half wins. I think they could win nine games. Um, granted that is, I think a big factor of health. And I think that's really 
what happens with how Tua and Cheetah and Waddle kind of really gel. I think that the offense is going to really bode well for what Mike McDaniel is going to put on the field. Um, I mean, arguably you saw what Debo Samuel did. He's now got Tyreek Hill. He's got Jalen Waddle. And then he's got Gusecki. Who, if he can teach Gusecki how to block and Gusecki wants to play physical, that defense is just going to get spread out every single play. Um, and they're, I mean, they're, and, they're, and the Dolphins defense is good. I mean, I think they could win nine games. Like I said, even if they start the season uh, one and three, I mean, they play the Jets, they play the Lions, they play the Bears. Um, they've got some cup, they the Texans, they've got some cupcakes um, at the, in the middle of the schedule, but then obviously they finish the year. Shit, actually, they finish the year. Niners, Chargers, Bills, Packers, Patriots. Yeah. Yeah. And then back here's, to here's and then back have, to the Jets. Here's what I would say what you've got going for that pick. And if you and you know this made this is a good lesson to end on here. The number is nine, which allows yeah. you to have the push. I know that's boring, but at least it's a bit of a money back guarantee. Yeah, yeah. If you need it down the road, right? You're at the eight mark. Maybe you've got a couple of tough games. Maybe they squeak one out. You get to nine. Okay, well, you're sitting there. You've got your money back. So that's the one thing I would say to look for. Uh, you know, a lot of these other other totals have the hook. So that half po- uh, that half game involved yeah, yeah. in it. But I think that that's the one thing they've got going for them to get to nine wins and sneak into the playoffs. Yeah, I think they could be good. I mean, I think they could be good. I hope they could be good. Um, we'll see. But I mean, I might I might take that and definitely take the. Uh take the uh the over on baltimore um play with that as well there you go see we're convincing people we're changing minds and we're giving you a little bit of how it's done the secret sauce from the kitchen anthony always a pleasure my friend hey thanks for watching this is the part where we put you to work just a little bit so like subscribe and of course tap the bell to get alerts for when new content comes out leave a comment if you can and if you really liked what you saw share it on social media won't you (laughs) 